Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. You're locked in. Look at what we have here, folks. To the only show that matters. The cream of the crop. Duke loves wrestling. And there is no one that does it better than your host. I have come here to chew bubblegum and kick ass. The Duke. And I'm all out of bubblegum. You know what the best part of training is? I think it's like the transformation you can do to your body, man. It's just incredible what you've been able to do with your body. I mean, you were always in shape. We know that. Anybody who's been watching Thunder Rosa on the indie scene and seeing your, you know, how you've, you've transformed and built up, but it's like you're in like the best shape ever right now. And, and it's just, it's crazy to see. Pre, pre fight and then after fight, like two, three days, it was like, oh my God, this is great. And then after you just keep, like eating the, all the things that you didn't need, then you're like, yeah, I gotta go back to train. <laughs> <laughs> but but that's pretty tough though. I mean, you, your schedule has been so nuts because you've managed to get yourself in in fight shape for combate, but you've also been wrestling all over the world. I mean, how the heck did you even pull that off? I don't even know, man. I still don't know how I'm standing. Honestly, like there's points in where. I had no, like, I had, like, four hours of sleep because I had to wake up at 5 and 5.30 to get my first training done. I was so bruised. Like, my back was so bruised from the cage. There was one time, I remember, I went and did, we did a sparring, our sparring session on Saturday, and I had a show the same day, and I remember how tired I was when I had my match. And I'm like, I think it was a local match, but it was still, I was, like, exhausted, and I had so many bruises, and people, I was just, like, got to put so many, like, Compression socks, compression um, leggings, uh, my compression um, stuff. So people who didn't see all the bruises that I have, it was pretty. It was pretty intense, you know. And then like on top of that is like you have you know your personal life, you know, being a mom, or trying to like keep up with by selling my stuff online because like you still. I mean, I like when I get orders, I like to send them when I get them. I don't like to wait because you know it's like me when you order something from Amazon, you just want to like get shipped to your to your place, right? So that that takes time too. So it was like sometimes it's like juggling that stuff, and um, you know, they, that was very challenging. That's really been what's taken the Thunder Rosa character and really you as a person to the next level. Just your dedication to your fan base, the fact that you have been accessible, like you said, when you get the orders, you send it out. When it comes to the merchandise, I'm starting to see a lot of kids in the crowd who want to paint their face like Thunder Rosa. Talk to me about that, because that, that's pretty interesting that you resonated so much with, with the young people. How does that feel? Um, I mean, it feels, it feels great. I think um, it, it's just uh, it's a lot of responsibility, because we're not perfect. I'm not perfect. And I don't want to be put in that position where you're like, oh, my gosh, she's such a great role model, blah, blah, blah. And then you do something and something, and then everybody's like, oh, my gosh, she's, she's evil. You know, that's. That's like the fine line that and but but just seeing their little faces and then when they ask me, hey, can you paint my face or the parents like send me a message, hey, I'm gonna be at the show, we're gonna get there like two hours early, is there a way that you can paint my, my daughter's face or my son's face? And I'm like, Yeah, I mean, why not? You know, especially if I'm like their favorite wrestler or like I'm something special for them, absolutely. Like that's how I build bonds uh with um with some of my fans 
that when I first started wrestling, you know, when I first got my first championship, and I still talk to this girl, she comes and, like, visits me here in Texas, and I go and visit her in yeah. California, you know. But we became really good friends. Her family is, like, now family, you know, and it's, like, those are the little things that I can do. I mean, I'm not a big star, like, a huge star yet in where I'm, like, untouchable, but it's, like, those are the people that helped me along the way, you know, to be who I am, and I just keep paying back that. NWA Power, they just aired this amazing mini documentary on your journey thunder rosa not only the wrestler but thunder rosa the mma fighter talk to me about your emotions watching it back because i mean you're literally watching yourself and you were in the middle of it so you know you're, you're going a thousand miles per hour but when you get a chance to sit at home and actually see it for the first time almost like a third party watching something how did that feel when i first watched it i was like i was crying i was like literally crying i was like man like just remembering how I felt in, in between and, like, you know, people don't understand, like, when a lot of the fighters, they have to, like, fly the week before and do all the media stuff, and then on the same time, they have to cut away, and they have to focus on the fight, and it's, like, all, it's a, it's a bunch of stuff. It was a very busy day, you know, um, trying to, like, gain all this weight back and, like, trying to perform, and I didn't want to embarrass myself in the in the cage, you know, and I remember, like, when I was walking outside the my room, and then and I was, like, training i went to like get some pass and stuff like that and like it's like a, like an avalanche of emotions somebody put a gift and like, it reminded me of that it was like literally like that it was an avalanche of emotions and then when you're on the cage you have to stay focused and you know just watching the just like it reminded me of everything because i watched the match i did the match the fight afterward just being there and everything and like I was telling somebody I, it was like a rocky feeling you know it was like you still lost but you know in sense you're like on your side no matter what because they know that I, I'm taking a route that you know nobody else is walking this route like the way that I am you know being a pro wrestler and an MMA fighter and you're doing both at the same time it's not it's not an easy task I remember like sexy was sexy star was calling me was like are you taking some time off from wrestling and this is like two months in uh and I'm like no dude like I still have like three more weeks and they're like one of them is like I'm out for a whole like 11 days that's 11 days that I'm not in the cage with my team, you know, it's like, it sucked. And it was like a lot of, um, like I said, I was watching it. It's like, man, I felt everything that I was feeling throughout my whole entire time that I was training to, for my first fight. It was, it was tough. You battled in that match. This is your first MMA fight. Thunder Rose's first fight. The wrestler who's now in MMA. And you made it to the end and your opponent's hand was raised. What I found interesting is that the crowd continued to cheer for you, and they continued to chant your name. They continued to support you and show you in their own way how much you mean to them. How has that affected your perception of what fandom is? And Because, and, you know, from my perspective, that was a, a prime example of just unconditional love that was shown to you. Do you view fandom differently after that experience? You know, there's a saying that says if you... uh if you build, they will come, right? And and that's what I've been doing the last six years. I've been building this trust and relationships with my fans the last six years. And no matter where I am, no matter what I do, I go continue to support. And yeah, they're like, they were really nice. And they're like, yeah, you did a great job. And I'm like, and I'm in the back of my head, I'm like, man, still in truth. But you know, <laughs> I mean, I could I could go ahead and 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 be despiteful and just entertain people on Twitter and and you know just to get the likes, to get the retweets, to get all that. But no, I'm not I'm not that way. You know, and like you said, unconditional love. Like, I worked in a place in where 
that's the mantra of the place that I worked. It was unconditional love, man. Like, we used to get beat up, and then we used to come back, and it was still, like, you know, show that we care. And that's what I showed to, like, my fans that I care. I care for them not because they're sending me money, not because they're buying my merch. I care for them because they're helping me achieve my dreams. And that's something that a lot of people can't say. Like, if it wasn't because of them, I probably would have a full-time job right now and be struggling even more. But because of them, I will be, I had been able to support myself and to achieve my dreams and to continue to inspire other people to do, you know, what I want to do, which is, you know, become a professional wrestler, become now a, pro, a professional MMA fighter. And who knows later on what what else am I going to do it. But it's like, I like to give back. And then they know when they got, they buy my merch, I don't just sell the stuff and, and sign it. Everybody gets a different note from me coming from, from Melissa Cervantes, from Thunder Rosa now. So I appreciate everything that, some of them have done for me for the last six years. Well, and, and let me just say, on behalf of the fan base, we certainly appreciate you. In fact, you know, recently I had Harry Burkett, uh, one of the members of Pro Wrestling Illustrated, here on the Duke Loves Wrestling podcast. And, you know, Harry's a good guy, but there were, every now and then we disagree on something. And something that I definitely disagree with him on was your ranking in this year's Pro Wrestling Illustrated Women's 100. I feel that Thunder Rosa should have definitely been in the top five. But unfortunately, I believe you were ranked number 97. What do you think about that? The fact that you've worked so hard, you've traveled all over the world, you've been beating people up all over the place. It's great that you're ranked in the top 100, but 97? Is Thunder Rosa a 97 wrestler? I feel like the 97 is kind of like, all right, you know, like people have been asking for her. I'm just going to put her in there. You know, like the rankings to me don't mean jack crap, honestly. The last five years, I've been ranked, I was, I guess, I was in the want to watch, like, I just was, like, clinging, and I saw that, I was like, oh, man, I was in the want to watch, and then the next one, I made it, also, like, in the last, it was when there was only 50 women, and now when I saw the ranking, I'm like, bro, like, really? Are you kidding me? Like, you know, I wrestle all year long, all year long, man, but you know what, you know, rankings to me don't mean nothing, because... I know who I am. I know my talent. I know what I'm capable of. And I don't need a number to tell me how great I am as an, as a performer, as a wrestler, as a person. If somebody needs a ranking just to say like, oh yeah, I'm like one of the best women in the world and I'm only wrestling like five, six times a year and I'm still ranked like this. Fine. Great. Good for you. That's not me. I don't need nothing to like tell me who I really am and who I, uh, I, I have become and who I, re and what I'm representing. So Oof. if I'm 97, okay, guys, I bring bring your magazines. I'm going to charge you $5 every time I sign that, that magazine. I'm going to tell you that straight up. Don't bring that magazine and expect that I'm going to do it for free because my work is worth now. And hopefully next year, you know, maybe, maybe not. I might be in the 50s. Who knows, man? I'm not expecting anything from, from the rankings anymore. Well, I let Pro Wrestling Illustrated know in very certain terms that the, the Thunder Rosa fan base are not going to stand for this, and we're going to let them know for the next year that you absolutely need to be ranked in the top five because you're having a, a, a period right now that very few wrestlers in history has ever had. Just the fact that, like you said, you wrestle all year long. You're in all these different promotions. You're kicking butt all over the place. You're doing MMA. It. How many other people can say that they can do what Thunder Rosa is doing and still be able to function as well as you've been able to function. It's just, I, I don't, I don't see it at all. In fact, you got NWA power. 
Yes. We've seen you come out. You, you've aligned yourself with Marty Bell. You have Molina. And it's clear that you've set your sights on the NWA World Women's Champion, Allison Kay. What can we expect from Thunder Rosa when she gets her hands on that Allison K? Well, you know, it's like, she's like just putting more, you know, wood to the fire. And, um, I'm already fired up. You know, I'm coming from, from this fight, you know, it scarred me for life. And like literally scarred me for life. I have a scar on my face. And it's just a reminder that I have to fight harder. That things have not come to me as easy as for some people in this business. It's always a fight for me. It's never like, oh, yeah, she got it right because she, she knows the people. Or No, no. It's like I'm just going to take this as I've taken everything in my life, as a real fight, as as something that it means. it's going to mean so much to me when I'm able to do this one-on-one. And yet, right now she's always complaining and moaning, that, oh, yeah, well, Thunder Rose is always doing it in a group, you know. Unidos jamás seremos vencidos, that's what it says. United will never be defeated, you know, so it's like, if that's, if he takes that, I have to have three people. Well, it's going to take three people. It's going to take two. It's going to take one. It doesn't matter. I, that's my, my goal is on the price. And the price is that NWA Women's Championship, which is one of the most prestigious historical championships in the world of wrestling. And you can read it. You can read it everywhere. Every book that I have picked in the last three months, it talks about the NWA Championship and how much it means and how much it means now in 2020. Because all the things that women have to go through to keep that championship and to keep women's wrestling going. So it's going to be glorious when I get get the time to be in the ring one-on-one with her. I can't wait. That is definitely going to be something else. Listen, you have some great, great things that you're offering to your fans right now. I know you just put out an amazing calendar, uh, some some exclusive photos on there, what have you. Tell everybody how they can they can reach out and they can get some of the Thunder Rosa merchandise and, and continue to support you in that way. Yeah. So they can go on thunderrosa.bigcartel.com, which reminds me, for every purchase that people are doing in December until December 24th, $5 will be donated to the Salvation Army. I am also raising money for the Salvation Army on the current of kettles, and I will raising money for um, different things that they they do throughout the year. I'm a big Salvation Army supporter, and I do a lot of community service with them. So I already sold them, let's say, I think it's like 18 calendars. I have pre-sales, 30 on my website. So I'm like expecting to sell all of them so I can donate more money. I'm trying to raise $2,500. Any purchase that they do over $10, I'm I'm donating like, like I said, $5, 2.5. Yes, man, I'm donating the money. (laughs) And also, uh, yeah, they can support me by doing that and, and during the shows, I bring a lot of merchandise and it's all exclusive. You know, I support a lot of my artists, so my artists get paid. So all the stuff that I do is like I'm just investing in other people too, all the people's dreams. So it's it's just a community of uh that we're supporting each other as as artists and as performers. Yeah, and once again, folks, you definitely, definitely want to get yourself some of that Thunder Rosa merchandise, especially the new calendar just came out exclusive photos. It is amazing, amazing, amazing. You're going to love it. Listen, b- before we let you go, Thunderosa, I know that you're a big fan of sushi, the freshest, yeah. the best. Have you been able to celebrate with some sushi since you've had that, that MMA fight? Well, when I go to Japan, yeah, I will get it like freshly made out there. So I'm waiting. Honestly, I haven't had any sushi since I had my fight. I had everything else of that. And I'm going back in January 
January 1st I'm flying, and then I'll be doing my uh, comeback at Cork and Hall. Where else in Cork and Hall, man? I'm going to brag about it. I love Cork and Hall. So if you're going to see Thunder Rosa in Cork and Hall, listen. Maybe you can suggest the best sushi spots for her, but definitely get yourself some of that exclusive merchandise because you know she's coming to Japan. She doesn't come too often. You know, she's very tied up there, folks. So definitely go out there and support her. Thunder Rosa, we appreciate you. We love you. We want to thank you and your family. And all that we ask is that you continue to keep beating people up out there, and we'll continue to cheer for you. Thank you, man. And don't forget, guys, get on that big cartel. You know what I enjoy most about talking to someone like Thunder Rosa? She is just so passionate and so talented and determined. It's just, it's interesting when you have a chance to speak with someone who you know is just going to continue to be highly successful. And I mean, she had a 2019 that was just tremendous. And I know that 2020 is really going to be her breakout year, not just in MMA, not just in pro wrestling, but legitimately in sports and entertainment overall. I mean, there's the sky's the limit for someone like Thunder Rosa. And as long as we continue to support her, because make no mistake about it, folks, you fans who have gone to all the indie shows, who have taken the time to let the entire wrestling world know that you appreciate Thunder Rosa and all that she brings to the table and that you want to see more of her. You know, that type of support can take someone who is so talented and really help them level up. And certainly that's exactly what she has done. So I just want to thank Thunder Rosa uh, for a fantastic interview. You know, she's had a crazy busy schedule. Everyone wants to talk to her. She made some time for Duke Loves Wrestling because she wanted you, the Duke Loves Wrestling listeners, to hear some some quality stories and, and really get into the deep emotional things going on with her on a personal level. And, hey, that's what we delivered. So, again, thank you, Thunder Rosa. I expect her to beat the living daylights out of that no good Allison K. In fact, it's going to be this uh, this Saturday. So that's December 7th, Into the Fire, the, the pay-per-view there that NWA is putting on. I, I truly get my fingers crossed. I'm going to be watching. I'm going to be cheering on. I want to see Thunder Rosa become the next NWA Women's Champion. And folks, don't forget, you can tune in on the Fight TV. You can, you can download the app. That's F-I-T-E, Fight TV app. Uh, download the app. You can catch it online. Please. Do yourself a favor. You got to check out NWA Into the Fire. It's their pay-per-view this Saturday. I believe it's 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. I have to double-check that. But you got to check it out, man. Let's cheer on our girl, Thunder Rosa, and just continue to wish her the best. And shout-out to Thunder Rosa's family. Really great folks overall. I've had a, a opportunity to get to talk to some of the folks and just, just really great, great people, great people. Listen. We have finally done it. We're in December, my favorite month of the year. And I want to thank you all for joining us again on the Duke Loves Wrestling podcast. Uh, you know me, man. This is this is it for me. This is December. You know, my birthday's this month. Christmas is this month. It just it doesn't get any better than this for me. It's snowing outside. You know, we had a little mini snowstorm here in Boston. Just awesome stuff. This week, I'm going to be talking to uh, J.C., 
you know, he's a screenwriter and also a pro wrestling blogger. Really interesting conversation about women's wrestling and, and just his take on that. Really good stuff there. You just heard from Thunder Rosa. You know, hey, like I told you, I'm going to deliver the hot, the heat, baby. I'm going to deliver the heat. Give you the good stuff here. But before we get to anything else, I got to say, folks, I had a fantastic Thanksgiving. You know, the food was delicious. And, and my family and I, as I tell you every year, we like to get it done early. You know, we get in, we get out of there before five o'clock. We're already done. Best way to do it. So you have an opportunity to rest or take food to other family members or do whatever else you got to do. But I'll tell you, Black Friday was off the hook. And the reason why Black Friday was off the hook, especially this year, I tried something new. There's an app out there called Shopkick. So that's S-H-O-P-K-I-C-K. Shopkick. Let me tell you something. It is just unbelievable. So the idea is you, you turn on your GPS and the Shopkick app, it figures out your location and then it lets you know what stores nearby you can go to. You go to the stores and some of them, as soon as you show up, they give you what are called kicks or you know points, basically. Um, but you get kicks just for showing up in some of the stores. Most of the stores listed you go in and you find specific products and you scan them. I guess the idea is they want to make sure that certain products are actually in the stores, you know, but you scan these particular products and you get more kicks for that. Let me tell you something in three days. Okay. And this is doing it just here and there. Whenever I had some spare time in three days, I had already gotten enough kicks to be able to cash out and get a $25 gift card to Amazon or Walmart or the Hallmark store, or even, you know, they even have PayPal. So it's really amazing. This app, it's, it's pretty fun, especially if you have somebody else to do it with, because you can kind of split up stores and, you know, I'm going to find this and you find that, and then you compare notes and, and what have you kind of make things go faster. I'm telling you right now, shop, kick, if you're trying to make a couple extra bucks, if you're out and about anyway, let's say you work at a mall or near a mall or you're out doing a lot of shopping, even if you're doing online shopping, you can still get yourself some kicks, which is pretty cool. I'm going to let you folks in on a little secret. OK, I'm going to give you what's called my my invite code. So first of all, go to your app store, whatever phone you have, whether it's it's an iPhone or an Android, whatever. Go to your app store, download shop kick. Register, put all your information in, do what you got to do. But here's the best part. When it prompts you to put in a code, I want you to put in this. And this is all capitalized now. GIFT. So that's G-I-F-T-1-3-2-5-1. So that's GIFT-13-2-5-0-0. Put that in automatically when you when you go and scan your first kick you are automatically going to get 250 points and that's from me to you using my code going to get you so we're going to give you a little head start there man make a couple bucks for yourself why not again especially if you're out and about anyway a lot of times what i do based on my schedule if i know i'm going to be near like a cvs drugstore or walmart or best buy 
I'll give myself 20 minutes and just pop in real quick, get a couple kicks, and then move on with my, my day. But the stuff really starts to add up, man. It's pretty cool. So, again, shop kick. I'm cheap. I like to save a couple bucks. I like freebies. And if you're going to give me some, I'm going to take them, baby. So, please, check that out. Okay, listen, I'm not going to belabor any points here. Let's jump right into my fantastic interview with screenwriter, pro wrestling blogger, JC. And then after that, I'm going to give my thoughts on a few things that have happened this week in wrestling. So stay tuned. Check out my interview with JC right now. The wrestling industry is so vast and there are just so many different talents out there and so much going on, as you know, folks. I mean, it's we are truly blessed with an abundance of riches in regard to pro wrestlers and pro wrestling content, especially going into the year 2020. So as you know, anyone who's been listening to the show for the last going on four years, I like to reach out to people who have their finger on the pulse because I can't keep up with everything myself. You know, I need a little help. And our next guest is someone who I really value what they have to say especially as it pertains to what's going on in, in women's independent wrestling. I mean, just truly a person who, who stays ahead of the curve and, and knows who's next, you know, who's going to be the next breakout star that we'll be talking about in the n- next years to come. So without further ado, welcome to the Duke Loves Wrestling podcast. This guy is a, is a screenwriter. He's a pro wrestling blogger. And most importantly, an advocate for women's pro wrestling. Welcome, JC. How are you, JC? I'm good. How are you, man? I am fantastic, and and you know I, I'm just I'm so happy that uh, I've been able to get you on the show. I know you have a pretty busy schedule here, so I, I just want to jump right into it here. In, in fact, tell everybody about um, social media uncut. Dot com. I mean, this is your website here, and, and it's so great that I figure, you know something, let everybody know about this website and why they need to check it out, please. Okay, so Social Media Uncut focuses on the wrestler. It focuses on their talent in the ring. It has little clips of their matches, and we go through five basic questions. You know, the blog is not super long, so everyone can read it. And by the end of it, it shows why they should continue to view the roster after they have read the blog. That's ultimately the mission here. That's great. And I'll tell you, you really have some compelling content on there. I really respect your analysis and, and even, you know, especially with the, the interviews themselves, the questions that you ask, just really high quality stuff. And before I even go there, you know, I did my research and I find it interesting that, you're a screenwriter, and not just a screenwriter, but you actually recently made it into the, the, the finals of a, a screenwriting contest here. Tell everybody about that, because this is this is pretty interesting where we have somebody who has that level of accomplishment in, in terms of uh, screenwriting. I won the Hollywood Screenplay Contest as a finalist, as, as you've already said, and it was for a zombie script, which... It's not unusual for me to do it. It's called, it was called Do You Believe in Zombies? It was a short movie script. And the script evolved over time and ultimately became, I, I didn't even know it was going to happen. It just happened. 
I looked at my email and I said, oh, you're, you're a finalist. Huh. Checked their website and boom. It, it just happened. It, it was the most amazing thing to have ever happened to me, to be honest with you. I got chills just thinking about it, honestly. That is crazy, and, and congratulations on that. So what happens next with that project? I mean, are, are you going to build it out even more, or is it going to stay kind of like a short feature type of deal? What, what are you going to do next with it? Um, I'm going to turn it into a television pilot, actually. I have already started working on that, and I've actually submitted that to another festival. Um, 2020 is going to be a really interesting and busy year. And we will we will see how that goes. Um, I have high hopes for it because I spent a lot of time revamping it and turning it into something more. And we, we will see what happens. We, we'll see what happens. As a person who is a creative, you know, somebody who is, is an accomplished uh, writer and you're doing screenplays and things like that, do you find yourself more interested and wrapped up in storylines as it pertains to pro wrestling or is it the the actual wrestling content that seems to grab your attention more than the story it's a it's actually a mix of both it plays in harmony with each other when i say it plays in harmony it means that the wrestling the actual wrestling in the ring tells a story that complements what the story, what the actual storyline outside of the ring or, you know, inside of the ring ongoing with the show. So it, it complements each other. You know, the, the wrestling match could actually reflect the, the storyline, but the storyline at the same time has to be at a certain uh, pace to complement the wrestling in the ring. So it, it, it complements each other, I believe. I believe both are essential for a successful program. That's great. That's great stuff there. And it's funny because you're a person who, you know, like myself, you are really uh, an advocate for women's wrestling. I mean, this is something that anyone can check you out on Twitter and, and see that on a daily basis you are certainly advocating for equality in the pro wrestling industry you know you, you're pointing out different wrestlers who you feel should be given opportunities and what have you and, and it's really refreshing to see what is it about women's wrestling in particular that has caused you to advocate so strongly and, and really make it a focus to provide uh, emphasis on women's wrestling well it's actually a chain of events over the years um there were some wrestlers who uh, they had their main event spot in the Indies. It really started there because there were um, NWA women's champions and just all around the independent circuit before we have had the wrestling that we have now. We had to search it on the Internet, and I was searching on the Internet for uh, certain wrestlers when I was in high school, and that was a time when uh, WWE's when wrestling was not really up to a certain standard. So it kind of caused me to really scope out and search on my own time for it. And 
ultimately I'm I'm grateful. You know, it it kind of sucked that it had to happen that way, but ultimately I'm grateful that it happened that way because I ended up finding you know, hundreds and hundreds of hours of content, of wrestling content with wrestlers that I, at the time, had no idea existed because they never set foot in a WWE ring. And it, it snowballed from there. I kept searching for more content, and it, it just kept going, kept growing, it kept growing, it kept growing, it kept growing. So ultimately, I probably watched almost well over a thousand hours of wrestling, just women's wrestling content alone over the years of them headlining shows and just everything. What's what's really interesting is, again, you're one of those people that I always like to check in with just to see who's hot or or who's going to be the next big thing. Who should I be keeping an eye on and and paying attention to and possibly even interviewing uh, just based on your interest in in women's wrestling and especially on the indie scene or what have you so let's talk about that right now we have the new year coming 2020 if you were to pick out and i know it's not easy to do i mean there's so many wrestlers out there but but let's let's narrow this focus for a second here who would be your top three women who are not currently on tv every week who are not currently signed to one of the the big time promotions if you could see them in a big time promotion or, or, or that you expect to see in a big time promotion in 2020, who would be your top three right now? Top three? Are you trying to get me in trouble right now? <laughs> you're trying to get me in trouble. You're trying to get me in trouble because there's so many. Oh my yes. gosh. You got to narrow it down though. You got to narrow it down. Just give oh me, all right, let's gosh. just give me three. It, how about the first three that come to mind who you feel are ready. Not not just that they're good, not just that they're causing a buzz, but we should see these three individuals on TV in 2020. And here's why. Who would you say? Who who are the first three that come to mind? Okay, the first one that comes to mind is Masha Slamovich, no doubt, and Shayla Hyde. Oh my gosh, uh, JL Cotto. There it is. Those three. I know I'm probably going to get some messages later if certain people hear this, but I'm sorry. That's my top three. Uh, Masha Slamovich is actually very disciplined in the ring. She has a very, very different demeanor that, that makes her stand out. You know, she takes wrestling seriously. Like, it doesn't matter if she's in a one-off appearance or... You know, on the internet, she takes it very seriously. So I feel like 2020 is definitely going to be Masha's year. And Shayla Hyde, again, another one who made a one-off appearance, but, you know, she she's another one who takes it very seriously. Shayla Hyde, you know, Joan King, whichever you want to call her, um, she just takes it seriously. She's very athletic. She is very innovative in the ring. She has the charisma. She just oozes charisma. Like, it's, it's special. Like, I can't even put into words the feeling I get every time I watch her wrestle in the ring. And recently, she started winning championships. And she's one of those wrestlers that I talked on a personal level. She's been waiting for championships for quite a few years. And she 
started going on a hot streak and she started winning some gold. So that's a good thing. And JL Cotto, JL Cotto's just something that no one's ever seen before, I believe. She, she's almost like a mix of high flying and grapple and martial arts put all meshed together. And I feel like people will love her. And I've recently sent her match to, to a mutual and the, the person I feel, I, I haven't heard anything from that person since then, but I feel like that person actually likes her too because she actually had a match with Masha Slamovich. So ultimately, you know, these three, I feel like will have a big year out of all of them. You know, obviously there's more than three, but I had to narrow it down to three this time. So those three are definitely going to have a big year, no doubt. That's great stuff. We're, we're talking to JC, so not only a pro wrestling blogger, not only a, a Hollywood screenwriter, but also somebody that is an advocate for women's wrestling. Speaking of women's wrestling, you know, we have wild superheroes, and I've done – a whole series on them. Uh, you know, anyone who's listened to the show, especially the last couple of months, they know that I've really dug into what's been going on with wild superheroes on Access TV. What do you think about the concept of an all-women's promotion being on primetime television? So we're talking 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on a weekly basis. Just the, the notion of something like that did you ever think you would see that in your lifetime, and, and and what do you what do you think about it just in general? What I what I think about it, I say it's about time. That that's what that's that was my immediate reaction when Wow uh, was first announced. I said it is about time because you know there's so many great women's wrestlers, and you know. Most, most of the ones that I was watching on the internet, ironically, are all in WoW now, which is amazing. Seeing them all on TV, it, 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 it still, it still feels like the, um, premiere when they first premiered on TV. Like, it's amazing. And it's about time because they, they've all worked hard over the years. You know, some of them have been in the game for, a long time, you know, some of them are only a few years, but to be able to display their talent, that's everything. That, that, that's just everything. Like, it makes it so much easier for people to, you know, view all of them as opposed to, you know, waiting on the internet for them to, to see a match and now they're able to see them on TV. But that's everything. Well said. Well said. And, and it's funny because we just had a situation where Impact Wrestling star Jordan Grace and, and even former Wild Superheroes champion and, and Impact Wrestling star Tessa Blanchard, they, they made some comments about a show they were at recently in which the Sandman, a.k.a. Hardcore Hack, he essentially berated ladies who were on the card and complained about women being in the main event on wrestling cards and, and how that's taking away from the men. This is at least a report coming from the ladies. Jordan Grace and, and, and Tessa Blanchard, they claim that's what was said. 
I haven't seen a statement from Sandman one way or the other yet, so I don't want to necessarily put words in his mouth, but this is what the lady said. If, in fact, that sentiment was shared by the Sandman, and just the sentiment in general, what do you think about that? Because there are a lot of dinosaurs. you got folks like Jim Cornette who are always complaining about, quote, the girls' matches and, and things of that nature. What, what's your thought on people with that type of sentiment from a general standpoint? Can I be real with you for a minute? Please do. Okay. Whenever I hear a man saying something like that about a woman who is super over, has been killing it, has been having great matches, has been going out there and people come to see her night after night, it sounds like bitterness in my eyes because most of these guys that have said it, you know, been confirmed to say it in the past and have been rumored to say it are guys who have either failed to get over or failed to stay relevant. And now they're making these statements trying to make, you know, trying to make themselves feel good about their own careers. So that they're just, it's ultimately jealousy. That That's the way I see it. Because, you know, if, if a man has, if a man who is considered a legend for a certain promotion but has gradually fizzled off because of whatever reason, then it's just ultimately jealousy. You know, they see, oh, wow, you know, this person's putting butts in seats. Or, oh, wow, this person is doing this, and I never thought that this would work. It's ultimately jealousy. That's the way I see it. It's jealousy, and it's, it's ridiculous because... We have seen women's wrestling come so far, and it seems like the farther they get, the more the guys from, you know, the 80s and the 90s decide, you know, well, that's enough of that. Let's, you know, you know, this this isn't real, blah, 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 blah. You know, they're talking, they're trash. And, you know, it's like sit down, go somewhere and collect your royalty checks from wherever hasn't forgotten about you yet and sit down and just let fans enjoy it. That's my opinion about that. Wow. <laughs> and you know something? I couldn't agree with you more. That is the type of passion. That is the type of raw uh, comment that we need. I think far too many people within the wrestling community it's as if they're afraid to call out some of these folks because some of them are legends. But let's be real. Some of these folks are legends who have an antiquated view on the wrestling industry, especially when they're complaining about women having multiple matches, women being in the main event, women being treated equally to the men. That, that type of sexism is just, it's awful, has no place in any society. And pro wrestling is really one of those areas where I personally am making an admission to, to tamp all of that crap out as much as possible. And I appreciate the fact that you're one of those folks who are helping with that mission. No, you know, it's, it's gotten ridiculous. Like, you know, I could go on about the other guy, but his name is not even worth mentioning. So I'm just going to say, collect your royalty checks, let them rustle. Sit there. Let them wrestle. Don't hate. Appreciate. Well said. Well said. Listen, JC, if if the listeners out there, if they want to check out 
all the great stuff that you've been posting online. Uh, please pl- plug the website again. Let everyone know how they can reach you on Twitter. Let everybody know how they can get some JC in their life. All right. Well, let's start with socialmediauncut.com. S-O-C-I-A-L-M-E-D-I-A-U-N-C-U-T.com. That's where you're going to see all the latest blogs. I'm going to be focused on uh, Rustler uh, probably by Thursday. There's going to be at least two to three blogs daily. So that way you will always be in the loop for what happens next. These are great wrestlers. I only deal with the best wrestlers on the website. And follow me on Twitter. So you can always get updates at Writer for Life JC W at W R I T E R the the number four life L I F E J C and you can always be kept in the loop. And also keep up with all the madness. I try to shut out all the gossip as much as possible, but as you can tell, I have a very sharp tongue. So I keep it real. You sure do. You sure do. Listen, JC, we really appreciate you coming on the show. And definitely, please, uh want to have you back sometime in the future, especially as we continue to see women's wrestling push forward in the wrestling industry and make it into the main event on a consistent basis, not just in the WWE here and there, not just in Impact Wrestling here and there, but all over. That That is definitely a mission in 2020, and folk like yourself are helping to make that happen just through your advocacy, and, and you're really appreciated for that. I want to thank you again, JC. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. Great stuff. Really great stuff there. And, and, and JC is so sharp, so passionate about pro wrestling, especially women's wrestling. A great screenwriter in his own right as well. So I'm just really over the moon with JC. Keep up the great work. Just just a good person. You know, it's always fun to collaborate with good people because, as they say, iron sharpens iron, right? So the more good people that you surround yourself with, talented people, creative people, you will drive yourself to be the best version of you that you can be, you know? So somebody like JC, who has that social media uncut dot com website, you just heard from Thunder Rosa earlier in the show. I mean, these, these are people who there's the substance there. There's something there, something worth checking out, something worth paying attention to. So I, I just I always get inspired when I talk to folks like that. That's for sure. Listen, it, it's funny. Pro wrestling Folks, again, we're in a golden age. You already know that. I tell you that every week. It's just fantastic stuff. There's always something going on. Wrestling is on every day of the week. Whether it's online, TV, whatever. You can find pro wrestling from all over the world every single day. We are embarrassed with the riches of being able to see pro wrestling as often as we care to see it. And me personally, I care to see it every day. I'm watching some, time, some kind of wrestling-related product every single day. It's just who I am. Sometimes I'm watching more than one at the same time. It's the way it goes, baby. That's right. That's right. So, But it's, it's interesting because this week on Raw, and Raw was a great show. I think they did a fantastic job. Somebody on, on Reddit, you know that website Reddit, they pointed out that there were going to be some things on Raw that 
wasn't very interesting and it's not even going to be worth watching this week. All kind of garbage. And this is clearly somebody who knew what was going to be on the show because some of the things that they pointed out actually did happen. But let me tell you something. It was an enjoyable Raw. It was fun to watch. Rusev attacked uh, Lashley and and the police came and arrested Lashley and and Lana, which was interesting. No surprise there. You know, two people who may or may not be in an interracial relationship getting arrested in Tennessee. Who's surprised by that? (laughs) The the irony of that was not lost on me, by the way, folks. And I don't even know what what, uh, Lashley got arrested for. Lana slapped a police officer, so I get that. I don't know why Lashley was getting arrested except for... You know, being black in Tennessee, I guess. I don't know. But anyway, uh, Raw was an exciting, fun show. You didn't know what was going to happen next. It was interesting. They were using talents that they don't normally use, which was really fun and refreshing to see. I really enjoyed that. The match of the night for me was Charlotte taking on the Kabuki Warriors. Really fun stuff. Kaidi Sane is so entertaining. Asuka is so entertaining. Charlotte is so great at what she does helping other people get over the the whole combination was just fun to see it was a handicap match and it was great but i gotta tell you something i was completely disappointed in the wwe three-hour raw show and they only had one women's match and it was great but it was only one in three hours a disgrace a complete and utter disgrace and i'm going to tell you something right now I don't care if you're my good friend, Vincent Kennedy McMahon. I don't care if you're Paul Triple H Levesque. I don't care if you're Paul Heyman. You guys did everybody a disservice this week when you, when you, when you just put out that garbage by not having more than one women's match on the card. Did not make sense. It was embarrassing. And from what I understand, Becky Lynch wrestled in a dark match afterwards. So that made it even more embarrassing. I just, I'm just so sick and tired of that. And, and listen, Raw was an entertaining show, but there was some stuff on there. We didn't need to see No Way Jose and, and getting squashed all over again. It just didn't make any sense. You could have found a way to fit a women's match in there. I didn't need to hear Seth Rollins running his mouth for the millionth time. You could have fit another women's match in there. It's not as if two women's matches is a big deal on a three-hour broadcast by the way you really should be having more than that but if you can't at least give me a couple then we got a problem now mind you nxt they got it right i got no got no beef with that and which brings me to my bigger point aew cody rhodes he finally decided to listen to me they had two women's matches in addition to multiple women's storylines going on at the same time and that stuff was good stuff. It was great. No complaints. Nyla, Nyla Rose was in there. It was great. Good stuff. She did, she did her match. Fun stuff, man. Just fun stuff. The rest of the show was kind of, I don't know. But overall, the fact that they finally, for the first time, they're like nine, eight, nine months in, and for the first time, they had multiple women's matches on their TV show. And the TV show hasn't been around for nine months. Don't get me wrong. You get my point though. TV show's been around since what, October? And they've never had multiple women's matches? Disgrace. 
but they finally decided to do it. And Cody promised me a couple weeks ago that he was going to start fixing things. And sure enough, it looks like they're moving in a direction that makes sense. So I'm going to give Cody Rhodes kudos for that. And I'm going to, I'm going to try not to mess up this good feeling that I have because next week they, they talked about jungle boy having a title match against Jericho, the champion jungle boys never even won a match before. So I guess the win-loss record thing, I guess it doesn't matter the way that they said that it was going to matter, but I'm not going to talk. I'll wait, I'll wait until next week to talk about that. I don't want to mess up this good feeling. Brandy Rhodes is walking around acting like a lunatic, which I love. I think it's that's just good stuff. That's just good stuff. She has awesome Kong with her. They're cutting women's hair off and they're doing weird stuff. Fine. I want to know where this is going. Allie, she's got this butcher and blade and bunny thing I don't know what the hell that's all about but fine I'll, I'll watch just to see what's going on with that Sheeta she lost she was the number one contender and she lost the match that's interesting to me I don't know why you would do that but that's interesting fine let's see where that goes Nyla Rose got suspended because she attacked everybody after her match I want to see where that goes I don't know where Rio is but, where, but bring her come on let's go All right Big Swole, she signed a contract with AEW. I want to see her on Dynamite. Listen, these are things that are positive things. Finally, AEW has decided that maybe women are worthy. Maybe they should deliver the thing that they claimed that they were going to be delivering from day one. Respecting women's wrestling. And again, two two matches on a two-hour program is really not that great, but it's, it's better than what the hell they've been doing, so I'm going to call it progress. Fine. Good job, Cody. Keep it up. I'm telling you right now, folks, the pressure will not stop on these wrestling companies. You are going to respect women's wrestling. You're going to deliver women's wrestling content. You're going to respect these amazing athletes. It's 2019 going into 2020. The sexist garbage that the wrestling industry has been putting on for far too long. This male-dominated garbage needs to stop. There are plenty of women athletes out there. There's no reason not to feature them. Okay? It's just as simple as that. And if you got a wrestling company and you can't hire enough women who are available to put on TV on a weekly basis in more than one match, then brother, you don't deserve the job that you have. And I'll say it to your face. You know, Jim Ross likes to say, he would never say that to my face. Jim Ross, you're not in charge of any of that stuff, and I get it. But I'll say it to your face too since you work there. Because shame on you if you're not speaking up about the fact that there aren't multiple women's matches on, on their cards on a, on a routine basis. And we haven't had a single women's match in the main event in AEW. Shame on you, Jim Ross, if you're not talking about that. A guy that's hired multiple women through the years and pushed them and who have been partially responsible for women being in the main event in WWE. I, sh- I surely hope you're advocating for the women in AEW today. I hope. You care about women's athletics and, and, and what have you. That's what I know of you. It's something that you and your wife celebrated. You enjoy women's sports. I hope you're saying something to Cody and Tony Khan and those guys, Jim Ross. I hope so. And it's not just you, Tony Schiavone, you too. Everybody. We're going to keep the pressure on, man. And again, I don't, I don't want to mess up this good feeling here because at least they, they finally gave more than what they've been given. So good job, Cody, Tony Khan, 
Kenny Omega, I don't know what you're doing, but sure, good job, everybody. Keep it up. And we're going to keep it up. We're going to hold you accountable just like we do everybody else. That's what I'm talking about. Listen, folks, next week, one of the one of your favorite episodes of the year, the Duke Loves Wrestling National Duke Day. That's right. It's my birthday next Thursday, so I'll have some special guests. You know we're going to have a good time. Until then, be kind to yourselves. Be kind to others. Make sure you wear your gloves, wear your hat, wear your scarf. It's cold out there. It's cold out there, baby. That's right. Take it away, Tony Schiavone. This is Tony Schiavone, and we're definitely out of time on Duke Love Wrestling.